The words of the Bible encourage me because the same Spirit who inspired every word here in the Scripture is the same Spirit who is reading with me the Bible every day. So there is no Bible reading without fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And when there are some words that I don't understand, so I know the Holy Spirit unlock the key and leads me to every truth here of the Scripture. So He leads me to be more and more like Christ. Give our Paul, our handsome Paul, Sieber, unfortunately or fortunately, he is married. I always read now in our church, we have so many handsome guys, they're 18 and 19 years old, and often the church is growing because they're single, and the day they got married, we're shrinking again. That's just kidding. But I'm so glad he's an amazing guy, married with a beautiful uh, woman and I, I'm happy to be uh, in, in, in the church because I believe in the power of a local church because when we gather two or three people Christ is in the midst and this is always for me an amazing statement because revelation will take place God speaks to you in an amazing way are, are you not happy about that fact that God is here <clears throat> come on let's give God a big shout a big praise a hand of a praise woohoo <clears throat> So something is with my voice, you know. Yeah, what's happened? I don't know what's happened. I don't know. Now I was, I was, my, I was sick for the last three weeks, just a little bit the flu, no big deal. But um, the message is, how does God's word change your life? And I, I, I'm really honest, I, I'm so happy about the Bible, about the word of God. It's my foundation. It's, it's my guidance. It's my light and on my path, on my way. And I believe the Word of God has, has so much things in store for you and me. And last Sunday, um, it was an amazing Sunday, I uh, preached about the guy who was blind in the Bible and Jesus healed that guy in a very unique way. And in the end of the celebration, I said, hey, guys, if you're here, let's lay our hands on our eyes and let's ask God for a miracle. And 11 o'clock, there was a guy here for the very first time, invited by a friend. He came to the front and he said to me, Pastor Leo, I'm here for the very first time. I don't believe in God. I've never read the Bible. But when I laid my hands on my eyes, I had a revelation. I could see Jesus. And I got saved immediately. And, and this is for me always like a, an amazing story because the Bible is true. The Bible is alive. The Bible is so much powerful and I believe if we are a church based on the Bible, there is no limitation actually. We can do everything and anything because the Word of God is our source. The Bible has so many characteristics about the Bible. For example, the Bible says the Bible is like a spirit. It's a spiritual book written for spiritual people. And the Bible is also like bread. If you read the Bible and you eat it like bread, it will nurture you. The Bible is also mentioned like water, and water means it cleanses you from the inside out, but it also refreshes you. The Bible is also full of symbols, for example, trees, a sheep, or a shepherd, and so many symbols, actually. And the Bible is also a sight, means gives you a vision in your, in your, on your journey, and the Bible is also like a light. And I like the idea about the light because when I start reading the Bible, it's not I read the Bible, the Bible starts to read me. And this is what light actually does. So when I'm standing in the light, that means now you can see everything 
uh, how tall or big I am, my, my hair style, my hair color. Now you can see everything. And I believe if we walk in the light, we are honest with everything what we are, the darkness has no chance. And here's the thing, light is always stronger than any darkness. That's why no angels are afraid of demons because angels are stronger. God is not afraid about the devil. There's also one reason. He is God, Holy Spirit, Jesus, there are three to one. And God is always stronger than the darkness. That means if we Christian, if we walk in the light, we are not afraid of the darkness of the devil because Christ is in us. That means we are stronger than anything else. And that's the main idea. I want to read you about text in John chapter 3. Verse 20, everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light, fear that their deeds will be exposed. That means you're going away from the light. This is like the expression like this. Now you, can, you cannot see me anymore, right? I, I can do whatever I want to do. But if I'm not in the light, it means I give the darkness, I give the devil a big, big room in my life. And I, you know, if you're not confessing your sins, you're living in sins, you're giving the devil, the darkness, so much energy and so much power. That means that's why it's the reason why a lot of people, they got sick, they're not feeling strong, they're not doing healthy. And in verse 21, the Bible says, but whoever lives by the truth comes into the light. Our job as a church is always, we are going back to the light and we stay in the light and we believe in the light. So that it may be seen plainly uh, that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. And here's the thing, if you walk in the light and if you're using the Bible for, for, for the light, it changes your entire life. I want to explain you three things when I got saved, when I, when I was 18 years old. Um, my lifestyle, my mindset was really different. Three things when I start reading the Bible changed my whole entire life. For example, the Bible is clear we should honor your mother and your father, right? If you're coming from Italy, that's a no-brainer. But if you're living like in Switzerland or in America, a big topic. And the Bible is so clear, if we honor your father and mother, you will have a long life. You will live very, very long. And a lot of often people say, well, how can I honor my dad and mom? They're not perfect. They've done crazy things to me. I'm not honoring my mom and dad because they're perfect. I'm honoring them. God has chosen them to bring me on earth. And that's honor enough. That's why I honor my dad and mom because I want to have a long life. The second thing is Israel. The Bible is clear, if we bless Israel, the people of God, we are blessed too. And often Christians say, how can we bless Israel because they're doing a lot of crazy things? I said, maybe. I think Christians sometimes they do crazy things too. But they have a God. God is the Father, uh, uh, everlasting Father. And God will never quit the fathership with you and me. That means if God sticks with the people of God, God will stick with you and me as well. That means I honor and every January the first of the offering in the church, we raised money and we give the whole entire offering to Israel because I believe if we as a church bless Israel, we are blessed too. This is how I understand the Bible. The third thing God taught me over the years is about churches. Now you have to understand, there are so many different people, right? 
If you are in Zurich, Zurich is almost like a fruit salad. You have people from all over the world, you know. And there are people with different color, different hairstyles. Some people have gray hair, yellow hair, dark hair, colored hair. Some people, they don't have hair anymore. They already are moving, you know. Um, that means people are so different, right? And I think there's not one church fits everyone, right? And I believe the body of Christ is like an organism. And it means we need different churches, and different churches will win different people, different approaches, right? But every life-giving church has in the center is always the cross is Jesus Christ. That's why when you're joining our church, we will never speak negative about any church, about any movement, as long as they have Christ in the middle, because we believe in variety and we are not here to blame and speak negative about other churches. We see the kingdom of God flourishing, blooming and, and growing, and we believe in variety. And we are so glad for every church who is planted in our city. We're not doing church alone. You know, we never speak negative. If you want to speak negative, speak negative about the devil. This is a good thing. If you want to fight for something, then fight for winning one people more for Christ. This is the attitude how God has changed me while I was reading the Bible. And here are two things I want to share with you tonight. Light shows me the way. Psalm 119 verse 105, a very uh, famous Bible verse actually. Your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. And I love that Bible verse. Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. So I go back into the, the light, Hegel. So I want to I teach you what this Bible verse really means. God has given each and one a calling, a destiny, right? Your destiny, your calling is always bigger than your wildest imaginations or dreams. But the calling is always far away. You cannot see it with the natural eyes. The Bible says, in faith, we believe what is not here yet. We cannot see it. It will come to existence, right? But the only thing what I can see is the light, the world, the Bible, the word brings light on my feet and a little bit on my path. This is all I have. And here I have good news. That's for everyone equal. Everyone has a promise from God. God will pour the light on your path, on your foot. That means you can see the next step. And the next step is always the road, the journey. You get to the destiny. For example, the most quoted words for all the, in all the history about a man and women of God is always, I don't know. How do you want to change your nation? I don't know. How do you want to change your wife? <laughs> I don't know. How do you want to grow? I don't know. Why the I don't know? I want to tell you right now why. God gave Noah the calling, build the ark. And Noah was super excited. Oh, I have to build the ark. And he went home and said, honey, God has called me to build the ark. And she asked Noah, how do you do it? And he said, I don't know. But good news, God said, it will rain. What is rain? I don't know. 
but I know who God is and I know God is almighty and I know God has given me some wood and a hammer. That's all I can see and all I know. I don't know, but I know who God is. He is almighty and I know in the light I have a hammer and wood. Do you understand what I'm talking about? The second thing about Sarah, the wife of Abraham, she was very old and the Bible is so funny. The Bible says that the time of love was over. <laughs> I love the Bible. The time of love was over. And one day she has a meeting with an angel and the angel says, Sarah, you will get a baby. And Sarah starts to laugh, angel, 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 funny angel, very funny angel. I meet a small group, we prayed about a child, I take the blue pill, but the time of love is over, angel. But the next day, Sarah goes to the clothes store, to H&M, and one of the small group of Sarah says, what are you doing here? Uh, I'm buying some clothes for my child. But Sarah, you told us last week in the small group, you are too old, you're not able to deceive a baby anymore. And by the way, you took the blue bill, nothing changes. Sarah said, I know. But how should this happen? She said, I don't know. But I know who God is and he is able. He's almighty, all presence, all known. And what I know, the angel gave me a word. This is all I know, all I can see. You know, the key for success is always, it's in the circle, it's a light, it's on your feet, it's on your path. This is all we get from God Almighty. We got a light for the feet, for the path. Or another one is Moses. He led two million people out of Egypt. Behind them was the army, left and right were the enemies, and they came and he stood in front of the Red Sea. And the people said, oh my gosh, Moses, what are you doing now? How will you release us from the enemies? And Moses said, I don't know. But I know who God is. And I know God is able. And I know I have a rod in my hands. This is all I know. If you follow him, we will say, oh, I feel very safe. There's always, I don't know. Let's take another example. Joseph, when God said, Joseph, go and take over the land of God, conquering the, uh, the city Jericho. And the people were asking, how will we conquer Jericho? It's such a big uh, nation, such a big wall. And Joseph said, I don't know, but I know who God is. And I know God is able. And I know God said to me, we have feet and we will shoot rock, walk around the walls. And then, I don't know. Do we have weapons? No. But what should we do? Walk. And they walked around the walls. And when they were finished, they said, nothing happened. Not even a fall was falling, a rock was falling out of the wall. Nothing happened. What are we doing tomorrow? Like a thing. Looks foolish, right? The next step in your personal life where the Bible gives you light looks always foolish, right? It also always doesn't make sense at all. The kingdom of God is always, I don't know, but I know the God in heaven and God is able and I know what is around me. Take another one, David, when David stood in front of Goliath. 
<laughs> the king asked me, how do you want to kill that beast? David said, I don't know. But I know who God is. And I know God is almighty. And I know I have a slingshot in my hand and five stones. I think this is enough. Can you imagine when the woman, she had the issue with blood for 12 years, she was sick. And there were so many people who surrounded Jesus and there was no way to touch Jesus. And she said, I want to get healed. And her girlfriend asked, how? She said, I don't know. So many people, but I know who God is and God is able. And I know if I'm just touch the garment, it's enough. And you will say, uh, really? It's enough? You know me? It looks very foolish, right? Sounds also very foolish. Think about Peter. He wasn't in the boat. And Jesus walks on the water like a ghost, you know. And Jesus says, Peter, come. And Peter was on the edge of the boat and the disciples, what are you doing? Do you think you can walk on the water? I, I don't know either. But the only thing I know, who God is and he's almighty. And Jesus said, come and I will go. Have you ever walked on water? Think about Jesus. He said, I am the light, the truth and the way. And I will take all the sins of the people I take on my shoulder. I will be your savior. And people said, how will you do that? How will you, how will you be able to conquer the, the Roman Empire? And Jesus said, I know who am I. And I know who God is. And I know God is almighty. And I know I will do it with a cross. The symbol of a cross will change the whole entire world. And the church says, wow, it's very, very, wow. Do you get the point? When God, the Bible is like a light on our path, on my feet. It's all I get. I don't have more. I cannot see the whole entire way, the whole entire journey. But God has given me a promise in the Bible. I have a rod. I can touch the garment. I walk because there's a word from the Lord. We will walk around Jericho. I have a slingshot and I have five stones. And that's enough because I know who God is. And God is Almighty. And I know this is enough. And if you take what God has given you, I want to encourage you. After all those stories, it looks like foolish. It doesn't make sense. Noah builds with the hammer and wood after many years the ark. Sarah, she believed. She bought some clothes. She got a child. Moses, he took the rod. He believed. He hit the sea and he walked to the Red Sea. When they were walking around seven days over Jericho, Jericho's wall, they were falling down. David killed Goliath with five stones, better with only one stone. The woman with blood, she touched the, the garment of Jesus and was healed completely. Jesus, Peter, walked out of the boat and he walked for a little bit on the water and Jesus was resurrected from the dead. You know why? I don't know. And people ask me, how have you built such an amazing church? I don't know. Uh, the only thing I know, we believed in God. 
He can do everything. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. This I know. And we were some people. We started to pray. We invited people. We believed in the power of the word, signs and miracles. And we believed when the King of Jesus Christ is in the midst, everything is possible. This is what I know. How will you change Europe? I don't know. But the only thing I know is we plant one church in Italy. Then we plant the next church in Italy. Then we build 10 churches in Italy. Then we plant 20 churches in Italy. One day we're planting 100 churches in Italy. And then boom, shakalala, the world is changed. <laughs> Point number two. Light makes you visible. I like it. Light makes everything visible. Luke chapter 11, verse 44 to 36. Your eyes is the lamp of your body. When your eyes are healthy... Your whole body is also full of light. But when they are unhealthy, your body is also full of darkness. So to it, then, then the light within you is not darkness. Therefore, if your whole body is full of the light and not part of the dark, it will be just as full as light as when a lamp shines is lightened on you. I believe when the word of God, when we are reading the Bible, when we start reading the Bible, when we're reading the Bible, every morning, every day as a light, something changes from the inside out. I want to show you an amazing Bible verse, one of my favorite Bible verses in Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 and 20, a very simple one actually. <laughs> the acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, adultery, adultery, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orchards, and like so on and on and on and on. And I just want to ask you for a moment. If you read this Bible verse for a moment, what would God lighten? Which thing will God give you right now a revelation? I want to give you two minutes, just reflect, think for a moment about that Bible verse. Is there any word it hits you? It's like God puts a light on you. And for two minutes, which maybe it could be also more than one word. Maybe it's every word. I don't know. Then it's, it's always a hope for everyone. It doesn't matter if 10 or 1, there is always equal hope, right? Just think for a moment, which, what will be your word? Two minutes.
closing of the message, I want to give you a, a very practical way how you can overcome certain issues in your life with the Bible. I want to really give you a really simple help, actually, how you can use the Bible to overcome certain issues and habits. For example, when I read that Bible verse uh, maybe nine months ago, there was one word hit me, actually, it's the word rage. Because in my leadership, leadership maybe twice or three times a year, uh, in a meeting, I, I I'm, I'm, I'm get so angry, and I feel like a volcano. It's, it's very intense. Uh, goes very fast, like a volcano. And then after maybe two minutes, the whole volcano is over. But I always felt like the people around me they are not breathing anymore. They're dead. And I think um, that's not a good thing to be a leader because we should be kind and really have the Holy Spirit in us. And for nine months, it was like that moment where God really put his finger on that issue in my life. And I want to show you a graphic about um, counseling. They're saying, for example, our life is like a line, like a, a line. And in that line, there's always a moment when, you, when God gives you a revelation about the issue. It could be when you read the Bible or during worship or whenever. It's like, like a moment of uh, uh, um, when God really gives you like this, this moment, you can understand there's something in me, it's not okay. And I have to change it. And that's also the word uh, repentance. Repentance means you, you look into a mirror and you, you ask your question. Uh, some people, can you bring the graphic? Um, yeah, you reflect certain things. You start to discuss certain things. And I ask people, why in the world, uh, sometimes two to three times a year, I have range, I, I flip out. And I prayed for the last nine months. Every morning when I prayed and I read the Bible, I asked God, why is that so? And I have to be honest, for the last nine months, I had no clue why. Because it came out of, it happens always like out of the blue. Sometimes I feel like very uh, relaxed and everything. And I, I had not these things under control. I was reading the Bible for nine months and asking God the question, why is that so? Why is that so? Give me a revelation. And uh, some weeks ago, we had um, a gathering with our ICF movement. God gave me a Bible verse in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 19 to 20. I should use that Bible verse for the whole entire gathering. It's an amazing Bible verse. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourself and make music to the Lord in your hearts and give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I felt, oh my God, that's my Bible verse because we went as a church through a hard season. Our worship leader passed away in, 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 in May and Susanna's dad passed away in last year. And it was really a rough season. And God said, you have to... Uh, be happy about everything and for maybe a week I read this other verse and said God what is the meaning for the gathering what is the meaning for me to sing psalms and I think the most effective way in, if you're reading the Bible just take a Bible verse and read it over and over again like bread you chew it like bread and think what is why is important singing psalms what does it mean for me singing hymns and for those people you studying the Bible, it's always important what says that Bible verse before and what is the next Bible verse afterwards and what is the context. And one morning God said, just read one Bible verse before. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 18. And the Bible says, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. I said, God, I don't, I don't get it. I don't have, a, I don't have a, a drunk problem. I don't have a drinking problem. I, I know some people in our church, but it's not me. <laughs> not me. 
I don't get it. And even though if you don't, if you don't understand the Bible verse, or even though if the Bible verse doesn't hit you, I read that Bible verse every morning. Don't be drunk. Don't be drunk. Don't be drunk instead of be filled of the Holy Spirit. And three weeks ago, I had a revelation about my rage issue. For nine months, I had no clue. While I was reading the Bible, don't be drunk, all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit reminded me about my dad. That's why I have a second chair there. My dad, he worked sometimes very hard. And after he worked very hard, he felt now he deserves something good. And he went to a bar and he got so, so drunk. You cannot imagine. He was not able to walk home anymore. And two to three times a year, here's the number, two to three times a year, the barkeeper phoned me and said, hey, you have to pick up your dad. He's so drunk, he's not even, even able to get up anymore. And I will never forget, I drove there two to three times a year, and I walked into the bar and the people were staring at me, oh, this is the son, oh, it's, and it was very embarrassing for me. I picked up my dad and I walked out and I put him into the car. And when my dad was in the car, he had, Every time, like a range, like like a volcano. And he said, I'm a bad dad. You deserve a better one. Let's drive into the forest and I want to kill myself. I want to end my life. Can you do that? And he had this maybe two, three times a year, this moment, and I felt like he was like a volcano. He destroyed my heart as a son and I don't want to speak negative about my dad I honor my dad but God gave me the revelation and I never saw the link about what happens with my dad to the link to myself and the Holy Spirit was saying to me Leo it's the same pattern in your life when you're traveling crazy think about your his Saturday it's your Monday think about your Saturdays when you're at home, you worked very hard. What are you doing Saturdays? You get early, early in the morning, I read the Bible, I do study. I prepare the message for two hours, I have a time with my wife, then I play golf. And after playing golf, I drive with my motorbike one hour over a small mountain. Then I play squash for one hour. I take a shower, go to the small group, coming home one o'clock in the morning, very exhausted because I think I deserve it. And always people saying to me, every time when this happens, think about the Tuesday. Your range is always Tuesday. And two to three times on a Tuesday, then boom, you're like a volcano and you destroy the people around you. And I never saw the link. And I want to be to you really honest. Why I'm sharing you this story, I don't want to blame my dad. But I want to show you the story. Sometimes you have an issue in your life, just open the Bible. Just read the Bible and ask the Holy Spirit, is there any link, is there any roots in my life? And chew the Bible verses and ask the question, is there a link, is there a pattern in me? And God was like teaching me the last three weeks. It's the same pattern what happens with your dad came as a curse on you. And now I'm so glad God has given me a revelation. And when you see the graphic about, um, there's a second part of faith means you have to start with an action plan. The thing is, God has given me the revelation. I know why the things happen, but now I need a plan. And now my next step is I have to sit down and pray and read the Bible and ask the God, what is the plan? 
that that will never happen again in my, in my own life because range is not a part of the DNA of God, right? In John chapter 8 verse 20, uh, 32, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And what I love like about that story is while I was reading the Bible for an answer, and I believe in the Bible there are so many answers for your issues, for your challenges, for your obstacles, for your struggles. And while I was reading the Bible, through one Bible verse, it doesn't make sense to me. All of a sudden I could see the link. And here's the thing. When that story came up to my mind three weeks ago, you know what happens? It's like if a room is dark, if just a little bit light, it's enough to change that situation. It's like I'm opening right now a door and light comes in and what was dark before and the enemy had could hold me back in my leadership. Now we're doing the best. All of a sudden the prison doors are open. The bondage has to go because light is always stronger than any darkness. When God gives you revelation, be happy, be clappy because light is always stronger than any darkness. God has called us to live in freedom, to live in the light. And when we walk in the light, darkness has never the, the, the power to keep me, to hold me forever. In closing, I would love to pray with you. And can you close your eyes for a moment? I would love to do prayer, two prayers. First of all, I would love to invite those people. Maybe you're here. You have never given your life to Jesus Christ. And you're here maybe for the very first time. Or maybe it's the second or third time again. Or maybe along your journey, you lost the peace, the connection with God. Maybe you are a backslidden Christian. You walked away from the presence of God. And, and now you're here and you feel so guilty. It's not that God has not forgiven you. But sometimes you have to make a recommitment or a very first commitment to Jesus Christ and I would love to lead you into a salvation prayer that you make Jesus as your Lord and Savior wherever you are if this is you you want to be born again you want to belong to the family of God again could you pray with me I will pray one sentence loud and wherever you sit you just can repeat that sentence as a faith statement Thank you, Jesus, for my unique life. I have failed and I have sinned. I ask you for forgiveness. I receive your forgiveness. I make you as my Lord and Savior. Please lead me and guide me. Please bless me and protect me. I am yours forever. I lay down my life into your hands. I am yours. The Bible says when we pray this prayer, we are born again. Your name is written in the book of life. God is saying, welcome home. Your sins are forgiven. Darkness has no part anymore in you. The light of God has entered your whole soul, spirit, and mind. In the second prayer, I want to 
quiet for a moment. I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. I believe if the church is quiet in front of the presence of God. And um, I was very honest tonight about my struggles. But I'm so glad that the light of God is stronger than any circumstances. I am so glad that the Bible is my light. I'm so glad that God gives me a revelation to set me free. Aren't we happy for that amazing fact? God is not judging us. He gives us the insight to coming stronger out. In that Bible verse of Galatians chapter 5, maybe one word hit you. Maybe one or two words God has given you like a hint. And I just would love to give you the Holy Spirit right now the room to speak to you. Because when the Spirit of God speaks, He sets free. He heals, releases. Holy Spirit, you are here. Set me free. If there is just a little bit darkness still in me, release me. I want to walk full, committed in the light of God. Let's be quiet for a minute. Let the Spirit of God give you a revelation. happens many years ago and I released myself in the power of Jesus Christ from those bondages I said the power of the enemy has no strongholds anymore in me I'm a child of the most high God and I belong to the kingdom of God and the light shines in me and the light of God is stronger than any darkness because there is a name and in the name of Jesus Christ the sweetest name the strongest name the name who is above all names when we speak out declare proclaim the name of Jesus Christ darkness and demons and the devil has to flee they have to walk away because the name of Jesus Christ is stronger than anything else I repeat 
church and I want to do with you something very unique I believe when we confess the name of Jesus Christ that name is the most powerful name above all names when we speak out the name of Christ in a church in the seen in the unseen world in the spirit with our body demons has to flee we say the light is stronger than any darkness than any curse than any demons and any power in my life right now I believe signs and miracles take place when a church get us and we speak out the name of Jesus Christ maybe you can lift up your hands for a moment but wherever you are speak out right now the name of Jesus Christ. There is power in the name of Jesus Christ. When we speak 